0: you hear what I said we bless the Lord there was a question asked how do you bless the ultimate blessor with your worship now I want you to understand your worship is not running around the building and but your worship is when you go from where you were to where he is that is the ultimate form of worship do away with who we are and take on who he is there is healing in the room today healing is in the room today San Antonio in two days three people who were major in my life major in some people's lives that are major to me went on to be with the Lord got a text from sister Kim. She said we don't want you to come home but I got something to tell you. She let me know that Lily's mother had passed. If you know anything about that relationship, I call her mama. We used to walk her home from the bus stop. While we was hustling in the hood, wouldn't let her walk home by herself. And if I had to be out of town, I made sure that somebody was on my team would walk her home from the bus stop because it was a little wild where we, where we got down at. When the narcos would box me in, police would box me in, I'd hit that door. She'd open that door and tell the police you ain't coming in here. (laughs) Then the next day, got another phone call that Mr. Bill had passed away. You all know Mr. Bill from Miss Joanne our senior buddy project she called to let me know that he had went on to be with the Lord and that was deep because before the unity worship center and growth temple ministries and all of that when we wasn't able to pay our bills and eat my son and I mr. bill would make sure we had food on the table When they began to get old and feeble, I would drive from Louisville to Lexington to make sure that he got to his doctor's appointments. And when I couldn't make it, Kevin would take him. And when Kevin couldn't make it, Kim would take him and part of our family. Then two hours later, sitting in general assembly, I get a phone call from Cora and her grandmother had went on to be with the Lord, and that was deep because when I first got out of prison, this lady pretty much prophesied what was going to happen in my life. But when I called Lily FaceTime, the first thing she said while she was sitting next to her mother was, "God is good." In the worst time of her life, she had not forgotten who God was. And she said, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Now, that don't make it hurt no less. Amen. But I bless God that in her worst time, she had the presence of the Lord to encourage me. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. We are going to be all right. Listen, we got in late last night and uh, fell off into a comatose-like sleep. I didn't wake up till 9 o'clock in the morning. Y'all know something? something was wrong. Amen. But the Lord put a few words on my heart and we won't be here long at all because he literally just put a few words on my heart. There was a woman that preached at the General Assembly uh, in San Antonio, the second to the last night. And her sermon literally, literally, inside and out changed my life. She reminded, she sat for an hour flat-footed, faced with four to 5,000 people and preached the gospel. And she reminded us of what we had forgotten, that there was still work, there was still work to be done. I have a simple title for you today. We have we have what they need. We bless God for all of our visitors that are here today, Amen. Amen. Welcome Amen. you to the Unity Worship Center. We pray that we see you again. It's good to see Brother Ernie and his beautiful family in the house today. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. The book of Acts, chapter three, verses. 1 through 6, the Bible says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid, get this, daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple ask for alms and and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> May God add a blessing to the hearers, the readers, but most of all the doers of his word. Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, isn't that, it's sad right now because the reality is, when's the last time you heard him depicted in that fashion? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When is the last time that we as believers have looked at every opposition facing us and said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Thank you. Over my 13 years of pastoring, one thing that I see being misunderstood more and more is the role of the church. And since the role of the church has been misunderstood, one could only believe that the role of God has been misunderstood as well. And the reason that I say this is because in an effort to grow our churches to the status of mega, and I got no problem with mega, not at all, uh, but what we've done is we have made the church represent everything, everything except Jesus. The church has become another community actions for the most part that enables certain communities in their never getting themselves together because we have told them, smoke weed instead of pay your light bill and come holler at the local church and we've got you. Uh, not too long ago, I got an inbox from someone that I did not know told me that they were homeless and living in their car and an amputee and I just let the message set because nothing sat down in my spirit Can I just go ahead and say real quick, you don't have to feel bad every time you pass folk on the highway over here at the exits and at the red lights. And if you don't give them money, you ain't got to feel bad because if the Lord ain't put it on your spirit, it wasn't for you to do. Amen. I believe that the Holy Spirit is a keeper of his people. And so one night my daughter asked me, she said, Daddy, why don't we give it to all of them? I said, because all of them don't need it. In fact, in fact, I, there's some here that was with me. We've, we've actually given work to some of the homeless people, offered work, offered to pay them a nice wage, and they wouldn't even call our phone. Well. We've got people, how many years ago? A couple of years ago, Kim took masses of amount of food, and they said, we don't want that. Now the homeless have become picky because we have not picked who to listen to, well. our guilty conscience or the spirit of the living God on the inside of us church has become an enabler and this is one of the reasons that we have stopped giving out the food boxes because we had a whole city showing up for something that was supposed to be for people that was in need but instead, we had people in Lexus trucks and BMWs showing off, uh, showing up for food boxes. And some of you might say that they needed that; they might have needed that food too. And my response would be: uh, with temp tags on the back of them new trucks, they didn't need food; they needed repentance for having a gu- a, a greedy spirit. Amen. We 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 were actually harassed. One one lady harassed us. To the point where we ended up going to her home and this woman had a home better than most people in the church, had more food than she, and then told us, had the nerve, I don't really need it, I just want it. This is what the church, this is what the church has created in an effort to get you to come to my church, let me buy you some gas. When you roll up on the church parking lot, uh, they, they, they would roll up on the church parking lot windows while we were giving out the food uh, clouded windows clouded with weed smoke. And my position would be if you can buy weed then you can buy food, get your priorities together. They have made the church a community center. I don't necessarily have to pay my bills because the church got me. And, 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 and when the lady told me, uh, so, so let's get back to the, the lady that was in the car that was homeless. And she said, so, so after two days, she said, so you just going to so, so uh, not respond and you call yourself a pastor? I said, well, my first question would be, how would you get in this place? How would you get to this situation of where you're homeless, you're older? She told me she she was well over 60, and she said, I said, how in the world did you get in this dilemma? Where is the people that's supposed to love you? What has happened that you find yourself homeless in a car? And And then she said something that was crazy. She said, I'll just run my car off the bridge since you won't help me. So I prayed for, her. <laughs> and I watched the news, and ain't nobody rolled off the bridge yet. I don't even think we got a bridge, dude. Oh Lord. The Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter two, verses forty-five through forty-six. Now, all who believed were together, and they had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. Everybody was working. Everybody that could work was working. The church wasn't. Uh, we just gonna. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do what I'm supposed to do, and then I'm gonna rely on the church to pull me through. You understand what I'm saying? Hear me and hear me good. This city does not need another food giveaway. This city does not need another community day where we're giving everything away for free. This city, what this city needs is an encounter with the Holy Ghost that will propel a change on the inside of them. Now don't get me wrong. I'm for feeding the poor and I am for helping out people who are in a position that they cannot help themselves. But, but, but if you have an iPhone and rock the newest Jordans, you don't need our help. You understand what I'm saying to you? If, 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 you, sit all, if you sit at home all day uh, doing nothing with your time but scrolling Facebook, smoking weed and waiting for your boo or bae to come through, I have nothing for you but a name that is above all names. We've paid all the bills that we're going to pay. Now it's time to witness. Now it's time to win souls. Now it's time to tell people about a God who saves, about a man who came, died, rose, and will come again. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the waymaker. I'm talking about the light in the darkness, the bright and morning star. I'm talking about the one who stood in the midst of idol gods on their territory and told them against, oh Lord, have mercy. And he told them, upon this rock, I will build my church the gates of hell shall not prevail against it i need you to understand we have what they need he's he's at a gate called beautiful and this gate right here is is right outside of the church and he's he's found himself he's found himself a good spot to beg can i put it another way he's found himself a good spot to hustle it's, it's, it's a good spot because he knows uh, that there is a good chance to play on the emotions of church folk. Uh, if, I, if, if I give to the needy, paralyzed man before I go in church, I can feel good about myself while I'm in church. If I give to the needy, paralyzed man when I leave the church, I can feel good about myself because I did my part. So so he's picked out an awesome spot to beg, and he's not there because his uh, logic doesn't work. He's there because he knows that every time they come out of the temple, somebody, somebody going to give him something. Lord, have mercy. How, how, how many times have you allowed people to post up in your life because they figure you will give them what they need? How many times have you given your, your friends and family words, your words, but not the words of God? Uh, what do you mean, Pastor, posted up in my life? How, how, many, how many of you are the ones that's always on the receiving end of the phone call Well, everybody's got to dump all they mess on you? Oh, I just want you to know that's them posting up in your life. How, how many of you in here got friends that every time you turn around, there's another dilemma, there's a, another issue, there's another situation that calls for your attention and, and, and they keep you on the phone 30, 45 minutes, an hour at a time and not once do they ask, how are you doing? How, how's your children? How's the job? How's your mental health? But all they want to do is talk about what's wrong with them. You got to stop letting people post up in your life. I think One day uh, Pastor Sonia said uh, Spiritual vampires hey, man. Hey, man. Spiritual vampires You pour and pour and pour into them But, but when it is that you need to be poured into You can't find a cup of water nowhere And, and let me just stop and, and, and can I just go ahead and, and, and the question is That when they call you with this How many times do you give them God's words Rather than your words, can I just go ahead and tell you real quick, uh, 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 stop for a second and let you know that, that some people's problems is bigger than just pray about it. Uh, Some people's problems are bigger than just take it to God. Some some people's problems call for a word, a word from God, a word right then, uh, and, and you have to be ready in season as well as out of season. You have to be ready at the family reunion. You have to be ready at the funeral. You have to be ready at the convenience store. You have to be ready to combat the forces of evil whenever and wherever because we are supposed to have what they need. I don't need nobody when I'm going through hell and high water to tell me you're going to pray for me. I can pray for me. But what I could use is a word to get me through. What I could use is a testimony. In fact I read somewhere in the word of God that said they overcome by the word Thank you, Lord. We have we have let me back that thing up. We are supposed to have what they need. When people are going through it, they need a word. They need a word uh, that says something like uh, in Psalms 34, 17 and 20, uh, uh, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the broken those and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones and not one of them will be broken. You understand, they need to know when the Lord Said, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. We've got what they need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what this world needs is a word from God. What this world needs is an experience with Jesus. What this world needs is to have an encounter with the Holy Ghost. You understand what I'm saying to you. I am more and more uh, uh, determined. I am more and more. I believe more and more. I should say that the church is suffering from lack of the Holy Ghost. You you understand what I'm saying to you. We know how to shout. We know how to jump. We know how to speak in tongues. We know how to quote some scriptures, but we don't have any type of relationship with the Holy Ghost. And I I love what 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 one brother said one day. He said, "You know, folks, has got the Holy Ghost because it gives you the power to stand in an evil world." And stay righteous. I believe one of the greatest deficiencies of the church is the Holy Ghost. We have a word. We have a word for the lost. We have a word for the broken. We have a word for the depressed. We have a word for the one that's giving up. We have what they need, and He's at the gate of beautiful. Watch this. And the Bible says that he's begging for alms, he's begging for money, he's begging for charity. Uh, uh, but could I suggest that he's at the gate of beautiful, but he does not know what he needs. Anybody ever been there? You, you, you ever been begging for what you don't need? <laughs> oh Lord, you, you, you ever found yourself begging for what you don't need? And, and, and every day that they, they filled his bucket, they filled his hat, they filled whatever it was that he was collecting money in, every day, no matter how much it was, guess what? He had to come back the next day and do it all over again because it wasn't enough. Can I just go ahead and tell you, until you get it in your mind that God has the answer to all your problems, God has the answer to all your issues, God has an answer to all your isms, you are going to continuously be begging somebody at the gate of beautiful. Some of us have made our homes at the gate of beautiful, and all we know how to do is beg. Lord, have mercy. Some of you say, no, that ain't true. And I would say, pull your phone out, look at your last 20 text messages. All we know how to do is beg. He's at the gate, and he's begging, but he's begging for the wrong thing. And you got to be careful about people in your life that continuously watch this. If you are a, a blood bought believer, born-again believer, you've got to know what the people need. So 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 when people come up to you and talk about, I need some money. No, you don't you don't need money, you need the Holy Ghost. You I, I I I need somebody just to talk to. Well, the last time I heard the Bible said he will never leave you nor forsake you. You can talk to him in the midnight hour, you can talk to him in the noonday, you can talk to him when you rise in the morning. You don't need nobody he's right there at your disposal all the time I'd be okay I'd be okay if I was married (laughs) I'd I'd be I'd be okay I'd be okay if I was married everything would you know and then you know, you know, folk don't know what they need because they begin to get super superficial with the request. I, I'd be okay if I was married, you know. If you, and then, yeah, mm, not that one though, because I want the one to be tall. I, I want it to be tall. No, no, no. I, I'd, I'd be okay if I was married to a tall one. I, no, no, mm, not that one, right there, because right I, I like them light skinned. I'd be okay if I was married to a tall one that was light skinned. Not that one right there. I'd be okay with a tall one that's light-skinned and got a good job. I'd be okay with that one. Get the tall one, light-skinned. Got a job, don't spend no money on you. You paying all the bills. I don't need that. I need Jesus. And can I just go ahead and tell every single person in the building and every married person as well? You understand what I'm saying to you? You need God, not your mate. You need. Can I say it again? You need God and not a mate. You need God and not your mate. You understand what I'm saying to you? And when you get that thing together, and watch this, as long as the mate is more important than God, you'll never have the mate that you're supposed to have from God. Because God understands, man, don't be sitting there laughing because that's why some of you ain't got the car that you want. God know he give you the car. You never make it to church in the park every Sunday in the rain, waxing that thing down. You don't, you understand? We need Jesus. We come to these funerals every, it seemed like for a while we was coming to funerals three and four times a day. People had been horrifically killed and, 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 and folk was more concerned with the song selection than what had went on. You understand what I'm saying to you? We need Jesus. We don't need anything else. And so he's at the gate. Watch this. And and he sees John. He sees John and Peter. And don't you get this thing twisted? He knew who they was. The Bible says they had been busy turning. They was a part of turning the world upside down. He knew who they was. Isn't it something to know who somebody is but still ask for the wrong thing? And, And it didn't say that he asked for anything. Watch this. It said that he was thinking about what he could get from them. Can I just go ahead and bless about 10 of you in here today? If you would give them what they were supposed to have, they'd stop asking you for what they want. Yeah. Because they'd understand. They'd understand. <laughs> they missed that. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. I was in prison and I was trying to get myself together and I was trying to get, you know, get stay saved. And, you know, this whole thing was new to me. And But I had all these letters coming in from people that just didn't mean me no good. And, I, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit said, write about me. And I begin to write letters about Jesus. When I come home, I'm going to preach the gospel. And you know what? I, yes, you can be my girl. And we're going to get married. And, the, and as soon as I get out, we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna pastor a church. And I never hear from him again. <laughs> not a birthday card, not a Christmas card, not a how you doing. Jesus, let me tell you something, if, 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 if some of you would talk to some of the people in your lives that is constantly asking you for this and asking you for that, if you would give them what they need, you'd be surprised at how much they don't ask of you anymore. Because watch this, just because they need it don't mean they want it. Just because we need it don't mean that we want him all the time, amen? He's, he's at the gate of beautiful, and he sees them, and he knows who they are, And but though he knows that they've rocked with Jesus, though he knows that they've done healings, though they, he knows that they, they've done miracles, hey, watch this, he knows he's among some people that knows a name, but he don't ask for the healing. How is it that we could be connected to God and ask for everything but him? We've learned how to ask for all of his stuff, but we don't want anything to do with him. We, we don't want anything to When we get sick, we know who to ask for the healing, don't we? When we get depressed, we know who to go to for the joy, don't we? When, when you understand, when we get angry, we 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 you know we we know who to go to, to to try to calm us down. But may I suggest that if we if we were in Him like we were supposed to be in Him on a twenty four seven basis, that we wouldn't necessarily have to have that stuff. Joy would already be there. Happiness would a calm spirit would already be there. Peace would already be there. But we get into these places and hell and high water hits our homes and it becomes. Can can I just ask a question? How many of you have needed God seriously and still found it hard to pray? needed, Needed him seriously and still found it hard to pray. And, and, and I was dealing with it this morning because I, I, I got up so late and I was just so tired and I began to pray. And, I, and I, when I got up from the prayer, this is what I said. I said, you know what? I said, I evidently I'm not praying the way I'm supposed to be because this should be a whole lot easier. It, it shouldn't be labor to pray to God. It shouldn't be hard to sit in his presence for 20, 30 minutes. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't have other things running through my mind as I'm trying to spend time with the Messiah. You want, and, and so we're trying to figure out why we can't uh, uh, have peace is because we've not been in his presence. Come on, yes. uh, teach. Yeah. Well. Why, why don't we go to him when we need him? Because truth be told, we don't really think he'll be there. And the reason that we don't really think he'll be there is because we've really never tried him for real. I, t- I just ask you for, ten, for just ten seconds. Check your last testimony. Is it a lie? Or is it the truth? Did you wait upon the Lord? Did you believe and trust in God with everything in you, or did you boohoo on the phone? Did you boohoo to your pastor? Did you boohoo to whoever would listen? And then all of a sudden, God said, "If I don't pick you up, you're gonna drown in this mess." And then all of a sudden, He just picks you up. You ain't done nothing to. Oh God, you 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 ain't faith your way through it. You cried your way through it, and and and. The the next thing you know, you're back in the storm again because you've yet to understand that those that wait upon the Lord. I mean, how many of us can just honestly say that I faith my way through every situation? I walk through it with faith. I don't think nobody does. Sure, they do. There's some brothers in the Bible that faith their way through it. But it's much easier to say, well, you know, uh, su- uh, such and such, you know, they didn't, look Look at David, look at, look at when Peter, look at, no, 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 baby, you better, you better stop looking at them and begin to understand that you can faith your way through anything. It's amazing to me that they, they put the 5,000 people out because there wasn't, you know, it was time to feed them. And, and let me say this. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Let, let me say this. And he began to spread them out in 50s and 100s and all of this. And, and, and then he says that he blessed the bread and he broke he broke the bread then he blessed the bread and, and, and he began to feed them. Yeah. This, this is powerful. And so and said and at the end of that story, it says that it was 12 baskets that was left. How many disciples was it? And So so it was 12, so, so when he asked what, how much food did we have, they said he got some food, but they didn't talk about they food. He said, how are we going to, they asked him a crazy question. They said, how are we going to feed all of these people? Now you with the way maker, you with the man that's lifted people from death, you with the man that's giving sight to the blind, you with the man who's giving hearing to the deaf, and you going to ask him, how are we going to feed some people? And so the Bible says that after he fed them, he constrained them, King James Version, he constrained them to get into the boat. New King James Version said he made them get in the boat. And it says that he he left. He went on across. Watch this. He constrained them. He made them. He was not happy. Why was he not happy? How are you gonna ask me? How are you gonna tell me about a problem when you're rocking with the solution? So what happens? They get in the boat, they go from one situation. To another situation because i want you to understand beloved that until you get it down in your heart that god is with you he will never leave you he will never forsake you greater is he than, than, that is in you than he that is in the world and anything that's coming up against you until you get that deep down in your spirit you are going to experience storm after storm after storm after storm This, this this, I love God as long as everything's okay spirit's got to die. I can worship him through anything until anything happens has got to stop. He's at the gate. Of beautiful, and he sees them, and he perceives that he's thinking about what it is that he can get from them. Shoot, they rode with Jesus. I know, I know they ball, and I know they got. Shoot, they know they rode with Jesus. Who you know, everybody puts in their collection plate. Shoot, they 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 rode with Jesus. I I know, I know, I know, I know they got something for me. And 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 he said he said something. Peter said something. powerful. he said, look at us. Look at us. And he tells him, he says, silver and gold I do not have. Can I just go ahead and tell you what y'all need to tell about five of y'all's friends? A good man for you I do not have, but but, but what I do have. Watch out. Watch out, well, you know, well I, uh, A good woman for you I do not have, but, but I'm going to tell you what I got. That's what you need to tell some of them. Yeah. I just think I'm going to be by myself all my life. This job ain't going to never appreciate me. Listen, listen, I ain't got no money. I ain't got no job. I ain't got no pool with the people that's that's in power with the job. But I'm going to tell you what I got. I know a man. Oh, Lord, I, I, I know a man. Watch this. And he said, I know a man that said, whatever you ask, whatever you want, ask it in my name. Lord, have mercy. You understand what I'm saying to you? You 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 have not watch this because you keep asking the wrong ones. Oh Lord, have mercy. You, you, you keep on asking, you keep on uh, you keep on calling Kenneth for what you want, but I got what you got, what you need. You you you, you keep on cal- you keep on calling Pastor for what you want, but 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 God says, I've got what you I've got what you need. Do do you know that on my best day I could be a hot mess and could lead you? Or you understand what I'm saying to you? You you better learn how to say, you know what, what I need. I know he's got. It. You. you got it You gotta learn like how to tell people I'm, I'm newly married. <laughs> I'm newly married. So guess what? Uh, 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 I, I'm spending quality time. I'm watching, you know, we, I'm booed up, huh? But what I do yeah is the name of Jesus. I do know, watch this, I, knew, I do know that I stayed faithful and God came through. I do know what happens when you, when you keep God on your side. So guess what? Guess what? Instead of sitting around being depressed, get up! get up. Now, this is what I love. This is what I love. He knew who they was, so he didn't fight it. You know why he didn't fight it? Cause deep down on the inside, he didn't want to beg no more. I know what I'm talking about. Deep down on the inside, he didn't, he didn't want to be lame no more. Deep, Deep down on the inside, he didn't, he didn't want somebody to have to carry him everywhere he went. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When, when you just seem like you can't get nowhere without somebody's help. Yeah. Deep down on the inside, He didn't. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? Just Think about this. If you went out uh, uh, to, to one of these places and you seen somebody uh, uh, that's just, just paralyzed and, and you try to pull them out their chair, they're going to swing on you. Their legs might not work, but their arms do. Yeah. Huh? The <laughs> they don't know you. They don't know where you come from. They're not going to, because, you know, if, if, if you're not who you say you are, I'm getting ready to hit the ground. Right. Lord, have mercy. Right. He didn't fight them back. He said, what I do have in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He didn't, he didn't hold on to the chair. He didn't get up. Come on now. Get up. I'm trying to bless you. Get on (laughs) up. He knew. He knew who they were. They had been turning the world upside down. Silver and gold I do not have. Watch this. And they wasn't lying. But they understood silver and gold they did not need. But what I do have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he got up. He got In that moment, he had enough faith to say, I'm through being depressed. I'm through being paralyzed. I'm through being broken. I'm through being needy. I'm through giving up. I'm through being suicidal. I'm through being a drug addict. I'm through being an alcoholic. I'm through being a womanizer. I'm through being a homosexual. I'm through being a lesbian. I'm going to get up and walk. We have what they need. I don't come, you know, usually I keep you here 1.15, 110. I simply come to tell you all through two airplanes home, God's just saying, I got what they need. Yes, He's got what you need. And here is the, here is, here is the hit. If we would just take him at his word. The reason that it's so hard to do that is because we've never really done it. I'm not saying that everyone hasn't done it. I'm just saying a lot of us in here today, it's a struggle to take God at his word. And the only reason that is, not because he's, he's failed before. He's, he's not failed. You're not gambling on God. God's a sure thing. You understand what I'm saying to you. But the problem is, is that, is that we've never done it. The problem with, with, with giving ourselves in totality to God is that, to, to be honest, we kind of as messed up and distorted and jacked up as it is at times, it's what we know. Now, here's what's amazing to me. You'll trust a person with your heart. You'll trust a person with your life. You'll trust a person that's going to die with your life. But you won't trust God. Here's the craziest part about it. But you come to church every Sunday. But won't trust the one that you should be coming to church for. You'll trust that the praise team is going to be awesome. you trust that the preacher is going to be there. you trust that your friends, you know, they're going to love on you and all of that. But you won't trust God. You won't trust And the Bible says, for without faith, it is impossible to please him. Now, I want you to catch that. I want everybody in here to catch that because it's a game changer. It stops everything. Listen to what I just said. The Bible says, for without faith, it is impossible to please him. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. Now, watch this. I want you to understand how faith correlates to sin. When you don't believe him, he says, what did he say? He says, I'm coming back. He says, because God, God, Jesus is coming back to convict the world. The Holy Spirit is coming back to convict the world of sin because they don't believe. Not because you was laid up with somebody. Not because you cussed somebody out last week. He says, I'm coming back to convict the world because they do not believe. So, so, let me make it plain. Can I break it down? And we're almost done. I promise. Why we, why we lay up with people before marriage? Because we don't believe. If I believed that she'd stay with me while taking a stance against fornication, I'd take a stand. Why don't we? Why don't we pray at work like we pray on Facebook? Because we don't believe that God will keep us. Why? 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 I gotta wait till five to witness to you when you th- when you're thinking about killing yourself on your lunch break. Because I don't believe that if I witness to you that that and some people that's, that's against God go report it. I don't believe that God will keep me. Sin. You see see this thing here? All of why we do the things that we should not do is nine and a half times out of ten a lack of faith. We'll give up Sundays because I don't believe that God will supply all my needs. It's a good verse. It makes me happy, but I don't necessarily believe it. And it's not that he's failed me. It's not that he's ever let me down. It's just that I've never done it. So, So don't ask me to do, watch this, what I've never done. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So I keep failing so I stay in sin because I don't believe. It, it ain't because of weed I'm smoking. <laughs> don't smoke weed. It, it ain't. It, it's because I don't believe. I, I, I cuss people out and clock out and go off on people because I don't believe that if I stand still, I'll see the salvation of the Lord. So I handle things on my own because my pride begins to fight against my faith and now I begin to operate contrary to a Christian because I don't believe. People have had their way with me in ways they should have never had their way with me because I don't believe. Don't believe that he will withhold no good thing from those that walk uprightly. I've never wa- watched this, but because it's, it's crazy to me, but but I've never walked uprightly either. Well. But but I but I I just don't watch this, and I don't believe it because I ain't never seen nobody do it. And, 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 and the cloud of witnesses, the cloud of witnesses, you know, mama and daddy, grandmama and all of them, that was the old days. Well, baby, if that was the old days and it worked, we need to get back to the old days. Amen. Can I ask somebody, have you ever stopped and thought about the things that God asked you to do? Have you ever stopped to think that, or the, let's, let's back that thing up. Have you ever stopped to think about the things that God asks you not to do? Oh, and when you sit down, and this is what I was talking about last week when I say, not only you have to agree with the word to believe the word, you. You, you would never have proper relationship with God until you agree with what it is that he is saying. Me and Mary would never be together 13 years if we, if we did not agree on some things. You understand what I'm saying to you? She tells me I'm incredibly sexy. I agree. <laughs> we, we <laughs> it's a hard mood in here today. I'm trying to help y'all out. You understand what I'm saying to you? We, we got things going on. Amen. I'm always fearful of people that I'm around that saved and can't smile. Amen. I've been through too much hell not to laugh. You understand what I'm saying to you? So We ever get along if we didn't agree? So, so, you have to read the word, ponder the word, and see that you agree with the word. And how can, so, so, let me ask you something. How many in here agree that God is good? Okay, this is good. How many agree that God is perfect? How many agree that God has the perfect plan for your life? Then, why don't we follow it? If we agree that he has the perfect plan for our lives. Now, let me tell you something. And so, how many will be real and just say God's way is hard, right? How many will say that? No, no, no. See, now y'all scared. I'm going to ask again. How many of you in here would say that God's way is hard? Okay, so now I got another question. How easy was the way you chose? No, no, no. Listen, listen. Listen, I don't want you to, I don't, see, and this is what Satan's hoping. He's hoping that we'll laugh our way through this. Yeah. I want you to catch this. I'm, very, I'm being very serious. He's hoping that you will laugh your way through this because it takes the sting from the truth. Uh-huh. Now, I'm going to ask you again, how many, how easy was the way you chose? How, how, the way you chose, how, how, many did, how many of you was left heartbroken from the way you chose? How many of you found yourself broke a time or two from the way you chose? How many of you found yourself confused a few times from the way you chose? So, so, But get this, though. This is what I want you to understand. We say that it is hard to walk God's way, but it's as easy as it was to walk Satan's way. It's just the decision. That's it. That's all it is. It's just the decision to do it. I promise you, I promise you, hey, don't lay down with somebody that ain't your wife or your husband. Cool, I ain't going to do that. You know how you know that's easy? Because it was easy. Satan said, lay down with somebody that ain't your husband or your wife. And you did that. Just how you said, okay, you can say no. Hey, hey don't, when you get upset, don't cuss that person out. okay. Now, some of you say, it ain't that easy. That's why you got a prayer life. And the more that you find yourself going to God and praying about, the more strength you'll be able to receive. And so guess what? So, then, so has anybody ever was going to give somebody the business and then you prayed? You just did that 10-second prayer? Lord, give me the strength. Mm. Huh? Anybody ever done that? And it worked? Well, why didn't you try it the second time instead of cussing them out? How many of you, Lord, how many of you have done the right thing and it worked out on your behalf? Why didn't we keep doing the right thing? So listen, listen, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me and I want you to hear me good. He's banking that you just won't. What's your name? of God woman of power yeah yeah I met you power God says I'm strengthening you into hell I'm strengthening you into hell I'm giving you a peace that you don't even understand he said don't feel guilty about that peace yeah don't, don't feel guilty in that peace he says I restore You ain't got to feel bad because everybody else do. You ain't got to. God says, I'll restore you. I'll I'll give you a peace that they don't understand. Hallelujah. Yeah. Warrior. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. I want you to hear me and hear me good. Young people, I want you to hear me and hear me good. It is all going to be on a decision. You hear me? And the Bible says, it says, above all, guard your heart. Which translates to mean mind. It says guard your mind because out of it determines your course of life. You gotta be careful about what you let people feed your mind. Because if they feed it too long, you'll eventually go for it and then Satan will have his way. You gotta go if it's foolish, call it foolish. I don't care if fifty people rock with it. Be the fifty first that be the first that didn't. Ain't nobody going to kick it with me if I don't, if I operate, don't kick it with me then. You, you've seen people that's been in hell due to bad decision making. Those, you know, we didn't, we didn't bust our heads so that you could just go happily bleed. We, we, you, you learn from those. I don't care what the world is telling you. There, there's two types of decision. A decision, and that's one that's made without God, and a quality decision one that's made with God and you have to and this world is so cold-blooded you got to be so in this bible so that you can see the game that the enemy is playing and then you can say uh uh-uh, uh you know what you know what he just talked about that you know what i just read that in the scriptures it starts with a decision you can decide today i ain't never Hey, they don't like this now you know some of these evangelicals don't like what I'm about to say and these theologians don't like what I'm about to say you can decide I ain't sinning no more oh yeah yeah you, you, you can decide I ain't not 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 on purpose not on purpose And you know why you should want to make that decision? Because it says in Hebrews 10 and 26, if you willfully sin after receiving knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a remission for your sins. In other words, when you do it on purpose, what happened on the cross won't apply to you no more. You don't get to use the cross when you do it on purpose. You feel me? So now, how many of you love yourself? It's okay. It's okay. I love me. It's okay. So if you love yourself, if you care about yourself, why would you not? insulate yourself from hell. Can't nobody make you do nothing you don't want to do. It is a decision to walk holy. And let's just be real. How is unholy working out? How is unholy working out? don't have I usually have it all planned out y'all know I do but the way they dying the way they're being shot up the way they are overdosing abortion rate is through the roof people are being mickeyed every night I just don't have time to give you a show. We have what they need. And if we would just today decide that the game is over, the game is over, I'm telling you, everything will change. Everything will change. I'm looking in this crowd. I see babies. Satan got a plan for vow plans for I'm seeing kids toddlers Satan got a plan for I'm seeing kids and teenagers Satan got a plan for and you know grown folk I'm telling the truth because he operated his plan on us it was many of us that fell victim to his plan and it's only the grace of God that we are here today. It is only his redeeming love that has us here today. Because truth be told, as Sister Mapson son, we should have been dead. I, I don't know about nobody else, but I'm beyond I should be in somebody's rehabilitation center. It should have busted my heart. And since we know that the enemy's plan is for real and it's vicious and it's ferocious and it ain't got no picks, it would seem that we would be better with the training. Training the younger people in the way they should go. So when they grow up, they will not depart from it. It is our job to train. To be trained to train so that one day they will train and stop falling victim to the wiles and the strategies of the enemy. Play this off music, Cornelius, I'm done. We've got to get to know the Holy Ghost. We've got to get to know the Holy Ghost. You will not walk this thing out without the Holy Ghost. It is not possible. You've got to get to know your word. You've got to get to know your word. Ain't no more beating the sheep. Ain't no more making folk feel bad. I love you. I love each and every one of you. And what I do not want to see for you to be devoured. The Bible says that our enemy, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I don't want to see you devoured. Some of us were being devoured, amen? Some of us right now might be being devoured. The enemy is just having his way with us. But I want you to know you can come out of it. I promise you, you can come out of it. You don't have to stay where you are. How does a man stay clean before the word? Before the Lord. By his word. By his word. It's good to have accountability partners and all of that. But you got to have that word. You have to have a relationship with God yourself. Thank you. And you can't be worried about who don't come. You don't buddy system your way into heaven. You don't buddy system your way into heaven. You cannot be worried about who does not come. But your coming, there's no telling who it might save. Some of you, God has given a leader spirit. And he's waiting for you to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm done playing. I'm done, I'm done acting holy and looking saved, but, but for real, I'm, I'm ready to walk this walk. And, and some of your friends are praying. Some of you are the only ones in your clique that goes to church. And they're praying that they begin to see a difference. They be, they're praying that see you start to walk. They're praying that they see you done away with depression. They're praying that you don't have to call them at 3 o'clock in the morning, but you go to church. They're praying that you you ain't still drinking, and you go to church. They're praying you ain't still getting high, that you stop getting high, especially since you go to church. Some of you, some of you do not understand that they are banking on your change you remember when you got baptized you brought a whole half a city with you a whole half a city and what blew my mind as I stood up there on that on that on that that pool and I looked at them they were all starving folk were starving and as Janine began to walk down in that water I mean you seen people with tears you know you seen people you know welling up I mean you seen it you've seen it You got some co-workers just hoping you, show me Jesus, show me Jesus, you, 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 you got some co-workers, show me Jesus, show me Jesus, I, I, I know you got problems, but can you show me your Jesus? I know that's bigger than you. But can I see Jesus overcome what's trying to overcome you? I know you're on the cusp of giving up. But if I could see Jesus, if I could see you stay the fight, if I could see you with all the hell you've been through, if I can see Jesus in you, if I could see Jesus, I know you. I know you just lost the most important thing in the world. Yeah. I'm looking to see Jesus. We've got what they need. We're supposed to have what they need. Paul asked a question. He said, huh? "Why I gotta keep on talking to you about these elementary things?" I got to keep on talking to you about these, these small, minute things. When we going to move on? When we going to move on? This is today's homework. That's right. We give homework here at the Unity Worship Center. I want you to witness to somebody this week about the goodness of Jesus. I want you to witness to somebody about the goodness of Jesus. I want you to take a verse out of the Bible, (laughs) and I want you to give it to everybody you see. You know them verses that mean something to you, and I want you to give it to them. And don't you let them out of your sight until you understand that they understand what you're saying about Jesus. Don't, don't you let them out. Do you hear the words that are coming? That's what you want to be asking. Out of my mouth, Jesus saves. He saves. He saves. And when it gets hard and you're trying to figure out, you know, what else do I say? You can say something like, because he saved me. He, he brought me out. See See, when you think about your bottom, can anybody think about the worst time in their life when you was ready to give it up, when it was all over with? Everybody had counted you out. And he saved you. That should have a fire. That should have left a fire that makes you want to go out and tell everybody about the one that saved you. Everybody about the one that... The disciples wasn't waiting for a moment. They was handling their business. Stand to your feet. Let me get you out. to 115, anyway, didn't I? <laughs> Listen, they have a, I think it's a food sale going on.